When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. He's gone. JJ is uh, still in the house. We're down at the Kielba Hotel. Honestly, if you they've done a big reno down here at the sports bar. It's spectacular with these incredible screens are available to you if you're coming down here. And if you are in the... Um, have a mind to get, get around some other football fans and come and celebrate the World Cup together, uh, this is a fantastic place to do it at the Kiel. But all the games are going to be live. The pub's going to be open. Uh, and they will be able to serve you every need while you're watching um, the 2022 World Cup. Uh, away from all of that, Emma Cunt, we got an AFLW Grand Final on this weekend. And... Emma Carney would like to be playing in it. She oh, knows yeah. what it's like to be part of the biggest game of an AFLW season. Not since we're in the blue and white stripes, Em. And it must be a frustration for you. You're such a good footy team. And it must be hard for you to um, not be there as we welcome you to the show. Yeah, thanks, Josh and Andy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're right. It is um, somewhat disappointing that we're, we're not going to be playing in the big dance on Sunday. But look, it's, you know, I, I think... The growth that our, our list has shown throughout the year, we've had eight every chance. So um, it, we've put this in really good stead come season 2023. 20, but, yeah, clearly disappointing the way we, our season ended. So the four teams came in this year. I was just looking at that team that you played in back in 2018, I think it was, when you won the flag with the Western Bulldogs. The player movement, M since then has been remarkable. Like, it, it's staggering. And we went through a new wave of it this year with the four new teams coming in. Will we see some stabilisation now? Do you, do you think that that will just calm down? There'll still be players moving here and there, but will we get some relative peace in that regard from now on, do you think? Yeah, I, I think now that eight, all 18 teams are in, we will have some stability, which is what the fans want. I mean, Andy, you, you know firsthand being at Carlton, the, the players that you've le- lost and what that does to the supporters, it's, it's quite disappointing. So, now that 18 are all in, it should be dissimilar to the men's where you'll have some trades here and there come season end, but overall uh, be pretty stable otherwise. Yep. Hey, uh, yeah, Emma, Josh Jenkins here. Well done on the season, both individually and as a team. It's often you know, reflected upon. I think we do a poor job as an industry uh, you know, highlighting only the grand final yeah, winner and not point. the teams who have a great season. So well done on that. But I'm interested, what will, what's, which emotion will win out the... The, uh, the jealousy of not being there and the inability to watch a grand final or the enthusiasm to see who wins it all on Saturday, on Sunday, excuse me? Um, oh, look, I reckon it's, it's a bit of enthusiasm. Uh, first game being played in, in Brisbane in the grand final. Uh, first game actually ever onto that facility, brand new facility up there. So it's, it's really exciting for, for Brisbane and... You know, potentially Daisy Pierce's last game. She's been an absolute stalwart from day dot in women's footy. And if she can win it with a premiership, 
just like Del Selwood finished his career is the uh, very fitting. It's uh, it's going to be uh, great to see the the new facility uh, in yep. action and yep. getting exposed to the biggest game of the AFLW season. But is it ideal for both teams, Emma, to have to participate in such a big game when it's likely to be 32 or 33 Tough degrees, 2.40 p.m.? Is that is that ideal or is that probably... You know, could the AFL and the AFLW have done something a bit better in that space? Oh, it's, it's not ideal. I mean, to be honest, though, we, we were so used to playing in those conditions yeah. the last six seasons, you know, playing in the middle of summer. It's going to suit Brisbane clearly more so than, than Melbourne. You know what Melbourne's been like for the last few yes. months. It's been freezing down here. So it'll be a shock to the system and no doubt fatigue will play a big factor in, in this game. But um, I actually think, you know, Brisbane are going to be licking their lips thinking this is going to be perfect for us. They're a fit side, so they won't have any issues with the heat. Emma, you, you mentioned, you know, Daisy's place in the game, and, and, and you know, it's absolutely fair that you do. Um, yours is equally as profound. How significant is the rivalry between you two? I mean, prior to the AFLW, you're at, you're at the Muggers, and she was at the Falks and Darabin, and you know, you were the powerhouses of the women's game here in Victoria. How far back does your memory of each other go and, and, and how intense is the rivalry within, the individual rivalry within the team's sort of rivalry? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've known Dave for, I don't know, about 12 years um, when I was a young player coming through the system and probably I didn't actually realise who, who she was. I wasn't really familiar with any of the, the great players of the game at that time. And, um, yeah, it wasn't until I played my first season that I knew how significant of a player she, she was. And, yeah. you know, that she's probably been on a few more receiving ends of wins compared to, to me, unfortunately. But um, <laughs> certainly, certainly I, I do enjoy playing, playing against her. She's a very smart player and she really challenges you to play your best. And um, she's continuing to do that even into her later stages of career. But um, certainly I'm, I'm a competitive beast. So I, I don't like losing too much. So I try my best to, you know, if we don't win as a team, I try to at least uh, win my one-on-one battles with her. Uh, Emma, how have you found the season, or the two seasons, back-to-back yeah, back, basically? How how are you feeling at, at this point uh, in the year? You know, of course, you'd love to be able to get the body up for one more game on, on, on the weekend. But how are you feeling, and, and generally how are... A lot of your teammates and a lot of the uh, girls that you speak to along the journey. How are you feeling after sort of, you know, having to back up quickly and play a second season in quick succession? And and what do you think that'll mean for for, for girls uh, and the VFLW season, which will you know come around quick enough it in will. itself? Yeah, it's. Um, I think physically most of the girls have come out all right. I think it's more the mental side. Most of the girls are either studying or working full time, so that mental load of having to take more time off work or just trying to juggle their, their work commitments with their footy commitments and, you know, late night, not getting much sleep, that obviously has a big impact on your recovery. So I think for the players, it's, it's a really good time of year to be playing because now that we can reset and have a, a decent break over summer, we haven't been able to do that the last six years, given our seasons usually in summer. So typically we've got a, a week over the Christmas break and then straight back into training so it's it's nice, it's, it's great for the staff, city staff as well, they get a proper break and, and mentally refresh um, coming to 
next season, but it's it's the long off season, so um, yeah, it, it'll just mean that girls are just going to be kicking their legs over, come into another pre-season in, in June. Talking to Emma Carney from the Kangas, it's not going to be the case for you though, is it Emma? You, you, you're doing some work with the men's program down there at Arden Street. When what does that look like? What's the job and, and what, what are your time commitments down at the footy club going to be like? Yeah, so I'm working full-time down there. I started on Monday. Um, so working in the development team there, so looking after the one- to three-year players, just sort of getting them set up, you know, further education of game plan, but also that off-field stuff. So um, helping them with, you know, education outside of their careers, looking at what else is there apart from footy that they can be focusing their, their time on. So, yep. um, yeah, it's, you know, with Brett Ratton that's just started as well and Alistair Carson, I've got plenty of people to be leaning on as, um, as mentors. So I'm very in a very fortunate position that I've got some great role models to, to learn from. Is there anything that you've, you pick up that's a stark, uh, difference or in, in stark contrast to what you see and, and what you experience when you're playing and when you are doing your thing? Is there anything that's that's mm. still in the men's program that you see is is a stark contrast and something you'd, you'd want to take back when you go and play next season? Um, no, not, not really. There are a lot of similarities. Even sort of the, the game style is, is quite similar. Um, I suppose... The, the main difference is just the intensity that some of the boys train at. It's um, quite really pleasing to, to watch, actually. So um, that's probably something that I'll try to take into our season. But, I mean, just learning from Sparko, his attention to detail is something I've never seen before. And just picking up little bits and pieces that he, he tells the boys is um, quite incredible to listen to. So that's something that I can even, as a player can help educate our younger players on our list. Well, you have a, a game day role as such. We've got Daisy Pearce coming to the join cat, us yeah, at the Cats uh, once her season concludes. Will you have a game day role or will you, you know, I know a lot of the development coaches sit in the crowd with or sit in a box with the young players and, and sort of watch the game a little bit more forensically. Do you know what it looks like for you in that, uh, in that area or that, that aspect yet? Yeah, no, I deliberately, when I took on the role, I deliberately didn't accept a game day role just purely based on our pre-season starting in sort of June and we, we have a lot of weekend training sessions so my ability to be able to commit to both uh, might have been a bit limited so uh, no it'll be just mostly throughout the week helping review the, the tapes with some of the younger boys uh, I might do some VFL stuff as well uh, under Tom Lynch and Gavin Brown down at the club there so working with those guys just to help support those younger boys that aren't um, yet getting games on the senior list. And is it is this the path that you're committed to, Em, once your playing days are finished? Oh, look, I, I think so. Look, when I was younger, I didn't really envision myself as, as a coach, but as you're sort of getting a little bit older and you realise that, that you know you can't be playing forever, you sort of look at different ways to stay in the game and... I've been an educator for a number of years and uh, it really translates well into coaching and it's something that I've um, really started to develop as I've worked with some of our younger girls on our list. So uh, it's something that I'll be really trying to pursue post-footy um, career, but, but hopefully that's not for another 
two or three years yet, Andy. Uh, yeah, no, no. You know, you've got a bit of footy left in your legs, Emma Carney. There's no doubt about that. Particularly, you know, when we look at what you've done individually this yes. year. Which, I mean, your record is... No stopping. It's emergent and it's it's ridiculous, really. Seven years, seven All-Australian gongs. I mean... Um, you clearly set yourself an incredibly high standard that you meet year in, year out. Is that is that kind of the benchmark that, that one of the individual benchmarks you put in front of yourself going into a season that you want to meet? That you, at the end of the year, that elite team, the team of the year, you, you want to be part of that? Um, oh, no doubt you, you do want to be a part of it. But I think for me, it's always, always just striving to get better. Um, I've just... I always look back on vision of my, my own games and I just think, oh, geez, I could have been doing so much yeah, right. more. So yeah. it's always just always looking for areas to improve and just I, I, I suppose my motivation has always just been to get better, whether it's in my fitness, whether it's particular um, running patterns, whatever it is, um, I'm, I'm willing to sort of improve. Um, I want to leave the game knowing that I've done absolutely everything I possibly could to get everything out of myself and and that's what uh, drives me but I think for me also it's about um, the mental application and I've done a lot of work with our um, performance side to get myself into the right frame of mind um, going into games because there there are points where I doubt my own ability whether I can still play at that level um, particularly going into a new position and and whether I can play that but um, working really closely with, with them to make sure that I'm performing at my best and I've got the right mindset going into games has certainly helped me. Well, Em, if you have any too many doubts, just go and uh, have a look in the closet and have a look at the seven All-Australian <laughs> blazers <laughs> that you've got. And that should, you should, okay. should quickly I remind you, you she's going okay, that you've got yeah. them covered. <laughs> uh, I'm interested, you go, so you yeah. go from uh, season to season into your role with the AFL uh, men's side and then into another pre-season. Are you going to get a chance? Is there a little Christmas break? Is there some sort of spell that you can have just to try and refresh your, your mind as much as anything yeah yeah we've got three weeks over over the Christmas break so I'll, I'll certainly enjoy that we've um since this week i've started my first week we've had a, a couple of awards nights um yes, so <laughs> yes. I've, uh, it's been it's been a tough initiation but i'm uh, i'm surviving the week that's for sure who wins on sunday him i think brisbane just given it's up there just, and they're yeah. used to the heat i reckon uh, well, it's going to be a great game. They, they, I know you'd like to think that you know you were the equal to them, but for most of us, they were the two benchmarks throughout the season, um, and they and they've proven to be the last two standing. So, better luck next year. Uh, thanks for coming on. Congratulations on the, yeah, the individual well season that you put together again. You're a credit to your footy club and 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 the game in general. So, thanks for joining us, and um, let's all enjoy the AFLW Grand Final weekend together. Thanks for your time. Yeah, not a problem. Thanks for having me, boys. Good on you, Emma Carney, and they're lucky to have her down at the footy club. Uh, she's going to be doing a lot of good work down there in both the women's and the men's programs.